0: Just give us your RV. Just give us your RV. We'll take good care of it.
1: <laughs> I'll rent it, or if you have one that you want to sell that you haven't used, that's in decent shape. Hey, man, I could maybe. Uh, well, don't tell Heather, but uh, she might come home and there's an RV sitting in the driveway.
0: <laughs>
1: the extra pack of peanuts travel podcast, episode two hundred and forty-two, at just over fifteen point two miles long. The Laerdal Tunnel in Norway is the world's longest road tunnel and takes exactly 18 minutes and 53 seconds to drive through if you're going the speed limit. How do I know that? Because I just drove through it yesterday. Over the last seven days I've been road tripping through Norway, I've seen something that has really, really shocked me. And I've been driving through from Oslo all the way through to Bergen and Bergen back to Oslo. And every time I go through these areas where there's a lot of people backpacking and camping, I am shocked at the size of their backpacks. They're carrying what must be 60, 70 pound backpacks on their back. They're huge, they're absolutely massive. And then a lot of people actually have a backpack on their front as well. And it's been shocking to me that so many people carry around so much stuff with them when they are traveling. I just don't understand the need to have all that stuff. And that makes me very, very happy to only have with me my Tortuga pack and my small Tortuga day pack, because I don't want to be carrying around like hundreds of pounds of stuff with me when I'm traveling through. So if you're looking for the perfect size backpack, the one that I take with me all over the world, one that will not crush your back and you won't look ridiculous carrying around these huge, gigantic backpacks, go on over, check out tortugabackpacks.com and don't forget to use the promo code EPOP that's E-P-O-P all capital letters because that will get you 10% off your entire order One,
0: two, three. I'll show you Paris in the I'll show you-
1: Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and today's episode is part two of Of our countdown, 32 reasons why road trips rule. So if you haven't listened to part one, Jason from Zero Into Travel and I hop on the mics and we count down from 32 to 16 reasons why road trips rule. And in today's episode, we're going to count down from 16 to number one. One. If you haven't listened to part one yet, go on over, check that out. You can find that at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. Of course, you can find that on iTunes, on Stitcher, or however you're listening to this podcast. So go check out part one. And now we can roll right into part two of our 32 reasons why road trips roll. I'm Travis Sherry, host of the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast, and I once drove a car named Civico L, Civico Magnifico, twelve hours down to Atlanta and then twelve hours back,
0: and got a lot of chuckles from Mexicans that I passed on the road. Hey, I am Jason Moore, host of the Zero to Travel podcast. Really excited to be here. I don't have a road trip anecdote right off the top of my head because I'm driving
1: every type of vehicle imaginable around. Every well, that's city, true. Did you,
0: did you want me to go with a vehicle? Because I got plenty. Oh, okay. I once drove a van with a trailer that had a giant fake bottle of steak sauce on its side that actually turned into a grill. And we would barbecue, uh, bring a barbecue all around the country and treating people to a variety of delicious meats and sauces. There you go. Yeah.
1: That's, yeah, the best story ever. I don't You have no (laughs) antidote. Get out of here. You're the road trip antidote king. I should mention, I didn't even, you know, when I said I drove this car around and people, I said Mexicans, but anyone who speaks Spanish were laughing at me. The reason they knew my car was nicknamed El Civico Magnifico is because I spray painted it on the bumper. Nice. And the cop who pulled me over said, you better slow down, El Civico Magnifico, son.
0: (laughs) Nice. I love that you, uh you made the decision to spray paint your bumper. <laughs> Still have that bumper to this day, sitting in my friend's yard,
1: much to the <laughs> chagrin of his parents who have had it sitting there for 13 years.
0: Well, we're talking about road trips today. And if you're just tuning in and you're wondering well, what this episode's all about, you might be looking or you're not looking at the, your podcast feed. Travis and I are co-hosting this episode. And we're counting down our top 32 reasons why road trips Rule, why they rule, rule. why man, we love them so much. Rule, we, we both love road trips. And so we each put together an individual list of our top 16 reasons why road trips rule. And in the first episode, if you go back into the archives, listen to the last episode, uh, you'll hear each of our 16 through nine are those reasons. And we talk about, you know, one, the reasons. And we also share a bunch of stories around uh, personal stories around. What it Dude, was some really we great about that. so yeah, some good stuff. We wonder if you agree. We actually had a, a little ask at the end of the episode to tweet us if you want to share what your favorite road trip read, like why you love why you love road, why trips. You love the road best trips.
1: Things about road trips. We came up with thirty-two between the two of us. We each came up with sixteen, and uh, you had some really good ones in that last episode that I had forgotten about. Which is the reason we don't talk about it beforehand, because if we did, our list would just continue. A, I want to be surprised. Like at yours, because you and, and vice so I hope you're surprised mm-hmm. at mine. Yeah. You know, it's stuff that makes it fun. And uh, we're hearing it at the same time that the listeners are hearing it from each other. But B, if we talked about beforehand, we probably cut, just would start spitballing. We'd have like literally 127 reasons why road trip rules, and we'd do 100 episodes on it. So uh, we don't talk about beforehand, and we're ready to count down now from eight to the number one reason for each of us why road trips rule. So this is the creme de la creme of why road trips rule.
0: I don't know about you, but I think one of the hardest parts. I mean these lists of course are just for fun and completely debatable of course, which is part of the fun. But very, uh, you dude,
1: know, I no, I take this very seriously. Well, so do your I. One better be your number one. Well, sir.
0: we do is, and there's no fun in this. Listen, <laughs> when we when I put these lists together, I mean I I get a little stressed out trying to order these up, man. It's it's tough especially it's with a well, especially with like a subject like road trips, which is so near and dear to my heart, something I, I spent all these years on the road on just one giant road trip for pretty much a decade, and I feel like, well, I got to really sort Every out.
1: Every time you say that, it's awesome. It sounds <laughs> crazy, giant but it's one road trip for a decade. Pr-
0: pretty much, pretty much for the most part, it was one giant road trip for a decade, and. um yeah, it's just something I love. And, and you know, now that I'm living over here in Norway, Trav, it's uh it's something I miss. We talked about in the last show, we're, we're really kind of focusing on the classical American road trip. We did mention, each of us mentioned a couple of experiences we had overseas. We both road tripped in different countries. But the classical American road trip, we're kind of framing it up as that because that's, that's what we both have the most experience with. And I think America, in terms of travel, like that's one of the most known things to do like within the states and from people you know from outside of the states i think people want to come to the us visit and go on a road trip it's one of those things yeah a
1: lot of international visitors come to the states to go on a road trip just like a lot of people go to australia to to camper van around it's a it's a very quintessential american experience so that's why we both love road trips it's cuz you can find these little hidden gems that we're going to talk about
0: and that being said, before we get into this list, you are coming out to visit here in Norway, which I'm super excited to see you and Heather, and I know your parents are coming out too. It's going to be so uh, just so great to get together with you, and I, I wish I could come with you on the road trip portion, but you're actually going to be taking a little road trip in Norway, which I did when I first came here because I thought it was a great way to just... in introduced to a new country uh this will be your first time in norway and you're doing a road trip so i'm totally pumped for you but i wanted to hear what you're most excited about when it comes to this uh upcoming road trip fjords fjords all the way baby
1: i just never seen a fjord i guess i don't even know what really constitutes a fjord but i get ready to be amazed i'm really excited to see fjords in norway and uh and to as you said well, we'll talk about we'll get into the road trips because a lot of what I'm excited about for Norway is because I'm excited to have the road trip experience, even though it's not in the States. There's a lot of things that that are inherent to road trips that are different when you're traveling either by train, when you're traveling by plane, what have you. There's a lot of things you can do differently with road trip to be my number eight to one reasons of why I think road trips rule. So, a fjords. And then some of these reasons that we're going to talk about. So why don't you kick us off with your number eight reason of why road trips rule—the eighth best thing. Yeah, about sure. It.
0: I can I can kick this off. And for me, it's something you may have mentioned uh, in the last episode on your list. Just a little teaser there. That's the places you sleep. And you know, I had first originally had a, one of my favorite things to do on a road trip is car camping love going car camping, having the campfire, being outside all the time, uh and sleeping in the car. I mean, I've slept on top of cars, in cars, everything like that. But then I kind of did this catch so I'm like, "Well, there are did many you other You sleep
1: in the giant bottle of barbecue sauce?" <laughs>
0: no, we, Was did hollow inside? we did not sleep we did not sleep there. But it's a great uh, idea. Know, I started hollow thinking that about bottle out. Yeah, maybe. I started thinking about um some of the other unique places I've stayed like, you know, a national park lodge. I mean, we we went, I went with a, an ex of mine to Yellowstone and it was off season. We got in at just the right time and there was uh, some rooms at old, the Old Faithful Inn, which is just a classical like national park lodge, like the timber, the all, all wood, like right next to the Old Faithful geyser, place you'd never be able to get into in the summer Got some shared like shared bathroom rooms. There was like a room that we got, I think, for like 60 bucks a night or something. It had a shared bathroom, but it was pretty cheap. And the fact that it was available was awesome. We were going to camp, but the weather was no good. So getting to stay in places like that, like an old National Park Lodge. I mean, there's so many wonderful places to sleep. And, you know, the the top of the Creme de la Creme, I guess I should say, for me, is the car camp. And when you I love that
1: you've used that term twice now in the first five minutes. That's that's true,
0: yeah. I I stole that from you. But I I couldn't think of any other way to describe it. I guess I just... I'm very passionate about camping. And it's just such an enjoyable thing on so many levels. And one of those is just being outside all the time. When you're on a road trip, you get somewhere, yes, it could be tough setting up and everything like that. But just waking up, being outside at night, being outside in the morning, um, just being there. I remember... I did work one summer as an adventure tour guide. I will tell you this story quick. And I slept on top of this van because we had all the equipment loaded up on the top of the roof rack. All the equipment would come off. And then at night, I would sleep on top of the van most nights. And we were in uh, Monument Valley. And if you know what Monument Valley is, it's a famous... You've seen it before probably in Westerns or in Forrest Gump when he's running. There's like dramatic desert scenery. I remember watching the sunset like there which was absolutely epic and then waking up sometime in the middle of the night and just this giant moon hanging between like the monuments the these stone natural stone monuments and all these stars out uh, oh uh, wow i mean what a moment and and you can only get that if you're camp like
1: i, I mean you can get it anywhere but it's just so much easier to do when you're road trip and camping because you're out in the middle of nowhere
0: you totally, know totally yeah. so uh the places you sleep uh obviously a big highlight for me
1: totally great so, talking places you sleep um i have never been rv uh road tripping always a dream of mine i want to get an rv i don't need a big 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 a class i need like a little c class maybe 25 27 point uh so if anyone out there is listening and a either wants to sell an rv or rent an rv that's in decent shape I need to go on a trip in an RV. Um, I would love to do it. Just uh, tweet me, at Pack of Peanuts. Or, of course, you can send me an email, trav at extrapackofpeanuts.com. Um, and hopefully I can talk Jason into doing it, too. So, um, well, I know you want to, but hopefully you can find a time to do it. Just FYI, little thing out there. It would be awesome to borrow it from a Zero to Travel or EPop listener and, and have that kind of community feel, right? Just give so, us your uh,
0: RV. Just give us your RV. We'll take I it care of it. <laughs>
1: Saying I'll rent it or have one that you want to sell that you haven't used that's in decent shape. <laughs> hey, man, I could maybe, uh, well, don't tell Heather, but uh, she might come home and there's an RV sitting in the driveway. Uh, we don't even have a driveway, so it'd be sitting on the road. <laughs>
0: to um, your point, by the way, let me just throw this out because I've been thinking about it. if you want to trade a good camper van for a Honda Element, let me know.
1: There you go. Um, number eight for me is, and you talked about this in the last podcast, is, is food. And, um, number eight for me is going to new fast food places. I don't ever. Eat fast food. Uh, okay. I probably eat fast food like twice a year other than when I'm on a road trip. When I'm on a road trip, it's kind of that excuse.
0: It's Taco hey, Bell I, all the way.
1: I could go. I haven't had Taco Bell in probably 10 years, man. Um, it's time to get back and get that Doritos Loco Taco. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes on a road trip, it's out of necessity because it's like you want to keep going. You have a place to go. You know, you want to do it quick. Um, so going to new fast food places, and that's what I love about road tripping is that even in this day and age, there's McDonald's everywhere, of course, There's Burger King's, Wendy's, but there are still regional fast food places. And one of the first memories I have of a regional fast food place was Sonic and there was no Sonic up north at this point. And this was about 13, 14 years ago when I first took my road trip. And every time I'd go down 95 to visit my sister or my grandparents in Florida and I'd drive back up, I would stop at the Sonic in Manning, South Carolina. And I would get so jazzed up because I'm like, this is the best ever. I love Sonic. And I'd stop at that Sonic every single time because I couldn't get up north. Now, there's like six Sonics around where I live. I have never gone to them. But back then, I loved Sonic And it's just cool that there still are regional fast food places that do exist um, only in those certain areas. So I get kind of jazzed up to try new fast food places because I don't normally eat fast food. And this is kind of a, you know, an allowance when I'm on a road trip. Oh, yeah.
0: It's it's definitely a treat and uh, can be a lot of fun, of course. Um, Cool. That's a a great start. I think we're off and running here. I'm going to move into number seven, my morning coffee. My friend. My morning coffee. I Shouldn't love you be saying my
1: morning coffees. My morning girl? coffees.
0: I love morning coffee. And when you're on a road trip, my love for that is, is heightened in many ways, I think. Because there's a few reasons. One, if I'm camping, it's enjoying that morning cup of coffee outside, you know, heating up the water, sipping the coffee, being outdoors. You can't beat that. Or Maybe I'm going to a local coffee house and checking that out and getting a delicious coffee or maybe it's not so delicious, but checking out a new place, you know, going into town, it's something to go do, you know, find a local coffee shop, go get one, and get get fired up for the day if you're going to be seeing doing some sightseeing or whatever you could always just walk around town kind of have a lazy morning you know if if you're in a town i love that uh and and the third reason would be if you are hitting the road getting that morning coffee and something about you know getting opening the door getting behind the wheel like setting your coffee down the steam's coming up turning the key and, you know, you just, you're, you're just going, you don't know where the day is going to take you, you're, you're heading off, you got your coffee, and, and it's just a new morning, you're ready to start a new day, and you don't know where the adventure is going to go. And it's just, I don't know, something about that morning ritual for me, that's a very um, comforting in many ways. And it's also helpful to uh, to wake up.
1: <laughs> Not something I ever think I will experience because I do not like coffee. I continue to try to like coffee. I even tried coffee again yesterday, and I still hate it. So at this age, at 33, I think I'm just going to chalk it up to not liking coffee, which is fine. I know a lot of people out there, this would be very high on their list. Heather as well. Love that out. morning coffee. You're missing out. My seven, sticking with the theme of drinking things, the road trip happy hour. And uh, this this I just is my catch-all for going to different breweries. As we talked about in the first episode, go go listen to that if you haven't heard. Um, we won't recap too much, but I love breweries. I've have taken a lot of road trips around, going to different breweries now in the last couple months, and so I love visiting new breweries. Um, whether it's breweries or wineries or coffee shops, you know those are kind of three things that you can get a lot of places now anywhere you are almost um and it's really distinct and they do cool things and it's fun and it gives you an excuse right that's it's like kind of like a mini destination it gives you a, a plan something to stop at um so the road trip happy hour just encapsulates this idea of a finding new breweries um and and setting out the intention of going to them and then going to them and enjoying it or b having stopping for lunch maybe an early dinner you think you're going to stay on the road but ah uh, yeah. Oh well, kinda of just the day takes it where it where it wants you to go and um you end up staying the night. And that's happened to us a few times, most specifically in Savannah, which was really funny because we just love this buy one, get one free margaritas. They were only three bucks anyway, dude. So we were paying one fifty for these margaritas. Uh tequila town, Savannah, Georgia, if you if you want to end up staying over. Make sure you go there, they make strong margaritas. And then we we literally wandered around Savannah, Georgia looking for a hotel that was cheap enough and that had a place to stay and we found one for like 65 bucks and we just made a night of it so like those impromptu things can happen too so the road trip
0: anytime you get to a happy hour wherever you are anything can happen right so when you're on a road trip that that changes the whole dynamic it's a game changer awesome uh number six for me as we move down the list something we talked about a little bit before not to give too much away but uh Music man. I mean music is music and road trips is like I mean that peanut that, butter and jelly. Yeah, man. I mean it's whatever it's better, you know? It's better than peanut butter and jelly. It goes better than anything goes Hey, hey, hey,
1: hey, hey. You know I love my peanut butter. I, I
0: know, but man, I think music and road trips just goes better than anything that you can ever imagine. I mean wow. What music can do for, I'm a huge music lover. I mean, what it can do for me just in regular life, you know, just every day, every morning I wake up, right? Yeah. Every morning I wake up and listen to music and I listen to something different almost every day. And like yesterday or this morning, was it this morning? Yesterday I listened to like John Fogerty in the morning for no reason. The day before that I listened to classical. The day before that I think I listened to the Grateful Dead. It's always like, I don't know. Just something random. Listen to blue, bluegrass, whatever. But I think on a road trip, it, it it can set the mood. I remember when I was like working. I even saw it's not just us. I mean, I've seen this with groups that I've taken traveling on road trips before. Like when I was working as a, as a tour guide for a short bit, and I would you know play certain songs at certain times because it would really drive the emotions of the group, the group dynamic, even like we're going to Graceland. Like I play, you know, Paul Simon's Graceland or we're like, you know, waking up in the morning, every morning I would play Willie Nelson's on the road again. And like after a day or two of doing it, like one morning, I think I was like slow to put it on. The first few people came out cause we were like loading their luggage into this van and they were like, Hey, where's the Willie Nelson? We need to hear Willie Nelson. We need to kick our day off. Right. So it's like music can really, um, heighten everything. I think in many ways and then going with music singing out loud like when you're driving down the road singing out loud the song you love and just feeling that music and like feeling that wind in your hair it's just such an awesome thing
1: you have very good musical taste so I'm going to throw this out there and uh and put you on the spot um oh, to do this man. but I would love if you did and we did this on the extra pack of peanuts podcast it's Heather, in the works Napkins and I, we did a road trip playlist and it's, we talked it's in about it. Okay. It's in we the works. We talked about our favorite music for road trips and stuff that just spoke like we love putting on when we we're on road trips. So if you want to check that out, we we got that extra pack of peanuts podcast, but Jay has very good musical taste and oh, so I can't you. wait for you to put that out as well. Because it's always great to get other people's uh, songs and, and what they love for road trips and, and debate it. And of course you can tweet us at Pack of Peanuts at Zero to Travel. Let us know what is your favorite stuff to listen to on a road trip because it does. It totally can change your mood or start a mood or it it completely influences a mood. And um like you said, road trip and music, music and road trips go hand in hand. Maybe not as good as peanut butter and jelly because it's my favorite <laughs> thing to eat, but yeah, pretty close.
0: One last thing on that because we, we talked about it a little bit in the last show. Um The idea of the smartphone, you can set a playlist and everything versus, you know, some more of the old school way. It's funny, when I drove across the country last time from Colorado to to Vermont and then Pennsylvania, um, I only brought CD books. And it was like my last, going to be my last road trip in America for quite some time because I'm living in Norway now. And for some reason, I just wanted to, I felt compelled to bring my CD books because it was almost like I was... I don't know, maybe I was living in my own coming-of-age story or something. I don't don't know, yeah, a little bit and listening to all this music that I'd listened to in the past and just the idea of, you know, putting in a CD and like, yeah, you can skip tracks but it's kind of like one album you're dedicating yourself to and this is. I don't know. It was something about it was enjoyable. So I had fun with that. It brought back a lot of memories.
1: Just make sure you have a CD book. My buddy took a road trip from Philly down to North Carolina when he was in college and he forgot a CD book. And he uh, only had one Pearl Jam CD that was in a CD player and he had to play like 10 straight hours down and 10 straight hours back. At least it was Pearl
0: Jam. Yeah. You know. (laughs)
1: Um, My number six, I might be the only one to do this. Probably not the only one, but I love this. Writing notes to cars that you continue to pass over and over again. So if you're, like, on a road trip, specifically on, like, 95, <laughs> or you're going, you're, you're on a road that's made for road trips, right? Like, you're going down or up 95, and you see this, you're passing the same people, you know, you pass this guy, they pass you, you, you You're jockeying
0: it. for position, kind yeah, of. Yeah,
1: or you stop to get gas, and then, like, you see them later because they had stopped later on. Yeah, you, you see the same people. Or at least I do. I, maybe I'm just hyper-aware, of it. I don't know. But I like to do this. And especially when I was younger, you know, my buddy and I would be driving down, this before I was married. And, you know, we, we were 18, 19, we were passing cars and, you know, there were a, maybe a, attractive females in the other car. We'd we'd write a note like, hey, where are you going? Or like this and that. None of us had cell. We had one cell phone. It was like the first cell phone ever invented. So I remember we kept passing notes back and forth. We were grabbing pieces of paper and like envelopes and writing on it and writing messages back and forth. And it was just really, really, really fun. Um, Did you you ever
0: actually pull over and talk to them?
1: No, they were ended up the the attractive
0: females that you were writing notes to. Right? (laughs) No, no,
1: we actually didn't. Uh, We did put our cell phone number on there, and maybe that was what eventually scared them (laughs) off. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, Maybe it was just the fact that we hadn't checked for two days. Either way, um, I just I like doing things like that. Like I like seeing the same people. I like doing passing notes back and forth. You should try it sometime. It's pretty fun. Conversely, what you could do, and I saw this off an idea of a guy in Nashville, is he printed out this huge picture, like poster board size picture, not that big. Maybe we're talking like two feet, like a foot by a foot, big enough that another car could easily see, right? Or a foot and a half by a foot and a half of a monkey holding a rose, like this really funny monkey with a grin and a rose. He says, whenever anyone lets me in in traffic, I just hold this out the window to them. And they always laugh. So you could do something funny that yeah. just, like a road trip symbol that you have with you that just makes someone laugh. You know, you hold it up to him as you're passing and, like, it's just a goofy thing. And, like, why is this person doing it? Um, I don't know. Do that.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, if Clark W. Griswold took your advice, maybe he wouldn't have gotten in trouble with that swimming waitress if he just did the the notes instead of... I'm oh, just saying, just saying, just do the notes or just have a, little, a funny t- picture. Just a little vacation reference for all the, those right. that get it. From uh, now on,
1: I'm always, I'm always doing a road trip with a funny picture that I can haul out the window or put up to the window with someone just to make them smile.
0: My number five could easily be a number one. Again, like many things in this list, combining a few different things here, uh, epic scenery, you know, scenery, sunrises and sunsets, all of it kind of going together. And, looking out a car window and the Pacific Coast Highway in California and seeing these cliffs and ocean and these bridges built into these, you know, giant steep drops or wherever it is. I mean, you're coming to Norway, like you said, me driving into like the mouth of a fjord and seeing like waterfalls coming. I mean, it's like, wow. I mean, you're just surrounded by beauty and you can take so much of it in when you're in a car because you're, you're zipping along and it's just, stunning oh the, these these places around the world are absolutely beautiful and getting to uh soak in the scenery being behind the wheel say the sun setting you're in the desert it's one of my favorite things sun setting you're in the desert you know you're seeing like um as it drops like as it gets dark you see the outline of the mountain looks like somebody just drew it like almost like it's two-dimensional there right next year just like ah scenery sunset scenery. sunrise just awesome
1: and the thing i like specifically with it on road trips is that you? Kind of control it. Like it's it's fun for me to be the one driving and having it there. You know, you can't take your eyes off the road as much. So yeah, I might have to pull over, and, and it's cool in a train because you just look at it. But I like that feeling of of me being the one driving. Like you kind of feel like you're in. Con- like, yeah, here I go around this mountain pass or into this fjord or whatever. Totally agree. Scenery, I, yeah, like you said, that could be number one. I mean, it's awesome. Um, my number five is that feeling you get when you cross into a brand new place you've never been. For me, some road trips are on roads that I've done a lot or or enough that I, that I know what to expect. First time you do a road trip, it's this amazing, amazing feeling where you you know, you're going to a place you don't know what to expect. So the first time I got on 95, 10 minutes outside of my house, I didn't even know where to go, how to get down to Florida. I was already lost within 10 minutes. Now I've done that drive so much, it's not new. But the other day, I went down and I was driving to Asheville, North Carolina. And that was a brand new part of the trip that I had never been on. Like when I take this road trip in Norway, I'm going to have absolutely no idea what to expect. I don't know what it looks like. And there's nothing like that
0: first instance
1: of, wow, I'm seeing this for the first time, and it's it's really cool because it's completely new.
0: Yeah, and the idea of that you don't know what you're going to discover, you know, around those right. corners, and and getting getting the chance to explore it is one of those special feelings about travel. I think that's what takes us as travelers to new places because we love that feeling of uh, newness and the potential that comes with that is a is a really uh, beautiful thing. For me, as we move down to the list at number four, I, I got to get back to my people, the people you meet, you know, the people you spend time with th- wherever you are, the locals you meet. And also if you're on a road trip with others, the, the time you get to spend with them and the memories you get to make. I mean, listen, again, this is, this could easily be number one as well. I mean, it's all about the people, right? I mean, the people can make a place, you know, a like we talked, we just talked about scenery. I mean, that's one of those things where you don't maybe need uh, people to make it special, but wherever you are, people can always make a place better in some way because you're, it's all about how we connect, right? As travelers. And um, when you're connecting with local people, when you're uh, connecting with your loved ones or your friends and and, and laughing together and making these great memories out on the open road, uh, it's just such a beautiful thing in so many ways. So uh, the people uh, you meet and and the people you spend time with
1: building on that my, my number four is stopping in at random towns or places you've heard of before but never been to so in your head you have that you know maybe I, I used to read a lot of biographies as a kid right and so and this this is for all of travel but road trips you're a little closer to the ground right and you're seeing it as it happens and so i I have these ideas of what a place in the south looks like like i've heard the name Tuscaloosa before because I watch college football, but I have no idea what it is. So now I'm driving and I see a sign for Tuscaloosa and I'm pulling off and all of a sudden that's what it actually is. Not anything like I thought, but it is, you know, so just stopping in at random towns and uh, that you've heard of before and ones that you haven't, but I specifically like you know, having read about it in a book or or, or seen it in a movie or, or heard about it from someone. And then as you're going down the road, you see it and you see that sign or maybe, you know, it's coming up and you pull off the exit and all of a sudden you're there and you're in this town that existed in your imagination, but you had never been to before. And Now it's real. And sometimes it looks exactly like you thought. Sometimes it looks nothing like you thought. And um, th- this really hits home for me when we were in Colorado and doing road trips because the names of towns in Colorado, Half and California too. They just got cool names. They, they spark this imagination and this, this wanderlust in me because being an East Coast kid, they seemed so foreign and so far away. So when I'm driving to a place and it's like, it's Telluride, you know what I mean? Or it's Crested Butte or it's, it's these, these names that in my head, I maybe never thought I would see. And now I'm seeing them. And especially seeing him in a, on a road trip and, and driving into him for the first time. It's it's a really, really cool feeling. It absolutely is. Steamboat Springs was the other one I was thinking of. I don't know
0: why that's always stuck in my head. But that's a cool name for a town. Great town. Great ski mountain. My number three, time to think. Oh, you know?
1: Jay, serendipitous. Because my number three is basically the same. I'll just say it and we can go with them together. Mine was driving, like the actual act of driving and uh, getting lost in my thoughts as I'm driving, whether the other person is asleep, sometimes this happens, or whether they're just lost in their own thoughts, just getting lost in those thoughts. And I I find it easier to do when I'm driving than when I'm the passenger, because when I'm a passenger, I'm like reading or something like that. You're driving and time just passes and you're just in your own head. I'm with you. Yeah. It's crazy that it was the same number for
0: both of us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I I can't say enough about I mean, I don't know what to say about it. You kind of said it all, but I mean it's just the the space that you have on a road trip to to think, you know, and and there's there aren't any distractions. You know, I mean, if you're if you're a responsible driver, like you said, when you're driving, you're not you're not texting, you're not like doing a million things, you're not, you know, you can't get on the computer or this, or that, or the other. You're just driving, you're concentrating on the road, and there's this zen like State you can go into where you're just behind the wheel cruising and it gives you time to think and you just you just have a lot of time to think and I think and I think in, uh, in today's society that's that's sometimes hard to come by that's like a, a very valuable commodity and I think the road trip uh, facilitates that time to think quite quite easily
1: not only does it facilitate it because it allows you to do it because you're not doing something else but I think when you're on a road trip. It also helps build. I don't know the right way to say this, but your creative like the idea that anything is possible, you get,
0: you get to dream
1: exists in a road you trip. You have time yes. to dream, right? Exactly, because on this road trip that you're taking, unless you're just taking the trip just to get somewhere, but usually the road trip is you know had some flexibility built in because anything can happen on the road trip. In your head, you think, well, what if anything could actually happen in my life? What if I could? Do anything I wanted for work. What if I could travel anywhere? You know, because you're you're already in halfway there because you are living a dream, and you and you any it lends itself to them thinking about that with the rest of your life. And I think it just puts you in a really good state of mind. So I'm with you, man. Right there, it's with awesome. You too, buddy. It, it's it's that it is better than any. Not that I've tried a lot of drugs. Don't get the wrong idea. But I mean, it is a high that I get when I'm on a road trip. Is this peace and serenity. Of getting lost in my own thoughts and thinking, Yeah, this
0: is possible. It mm. can happen. Totally. Number two. I don't know how else to say this. And this this kind of goes <laughs> along. Just say this, it, my uh, yeah, this is just uh, it's it's a big idea that sort of summarizes the road trip experience in many ways for me, and that's why it's so high on this list, and that's the spontaneity and the randomness of everything. That comes with the road trip, you know I talked about before you get to stop and kind of screw around or whatever, and this this kind of relates to that a little bit, but it 's the variety and the randomness of of everything and everywhere, and the idea that the plan is to not have a plan you know, and going where the wind takes you and whatever cliches you want to throw out there they 're all true because when you show up in a place, anything can happen, you can see anything the ran i mean I remember so many random encounters and just weird things like weird little things like one time we pulled over to get some gas and there was this there was this guy he must have been on some crazy drugs or something he he pulled up right next to us Just on the road trip high man that's all no this guy was not (laughs) this guy's on some kind of other high he uh he was he got out of his truck he was blaring the indiana jones theme song he took the gas pump literally pumped gas for like 40 seconds, maybe got back in his car and sped off. got back in his truck and sped off, never took the gas pump out. So the thing got caught and like jerked around wildly into the air and like gas was flying everywhere. And I was like, what just happened? Like, what, what? Like, just stuff like that. Like, it's so random. And like, you know, I've met random people, been invited to parties. You, you're, all of a sudden, like, the night goes in a different direction than you thought it was going to go. Or you just end up at a place because somebody told you it was great. And, you know, all of these things that... That can happen, and I think with that spontaneity and that randomness, it's a reminder of like what the actual real world is and what reality actually is. We're all connected. Everything is random, and everything is spontaneous in many ways. I just think we we can structure our lives to to seem sometimes when you know maybe more when we're not traveling. Maybe that's why we love travel, where we feel like uh, everything sort of like. It it can be like a routine, you know? Yeah, so it's like you you have this false sense of like that this is like what a day is when in actuality, like we are all connected on this earth and everything is random and spontaneous and like the road trip really throws that in your face and brings it to life. And that's what I love about it because that is life, you know? And it makes you feel alive.
1: A hundred percent. That is why I love traveling and, and in general, travel in general, is that it allows you to you know something so totally different from your quote-unquote everyday life it you know if your everyday life is is something where you're going in an office or even if you're not going to office even if you're like us and you're location dependent, but you're you're working and you know you're you're building a website and you think this is like this is your everyday thing and this is what happens and then you go traveling and all of a sudden you're in the middle of a field in Indonesia and you're watching a guy like carry five gallon jugs all, full of water on his head because he Runs down this mountain every day to get water. That's his everyday reality. Is I'm going to get these random jugs of water. And my everyday reality is so different from that. That's what's so awesome about traveling, and that's why I'm with you. And I think we're going to talk about this in one moment. Is the kind of what I see as the proper way to do a road trip, and and the things that you have to do in order to have these experiences. But like you said, having no plans, having that built-in flexibility, and those random things that happen, like that guy that you'll always remember, just. Being crazy. It was weird. And um, <laughs> I, I mentioned Civico Magnifico. And the reason I, I mentioned that on the road trip was I had this spray paint on my bumper. Really quick story here talk about random. We pull into a gas station at like 2 30 in the morning, no one there outside of Atlanta. And we're getting gas. And my buddy's like, um, you know, right next to us, uh, this car pulls up as we're leaving. And he's wearing, he had just bought a $5. A straw cowboy hat in the gas station because we're on that road trip. You by, guys like, look
0: like <laughs> tourists.
1: Yeah, let's just get this stupid hat. And we're like goofing out. And this car pulls up, and these guys are just glaring at us. We're like, uh oh, this could be trouble. And um, we're like worried. And six guys pull out of this pile out of this Honda Civic hatchback, the CRXs, and we're like, and they're just glaring. Like, what do we do wrong? You know, maybe you know anything could happen. Maybe they're going to mug us again. You know, you think worst case scenario. And then the guy comes up to me and looks really mean. And he just slaps me on the back and starts laughing. I'm like, what is going on? Points to my bumper and says, El Civico Magnifico. And he's he's Spanish. He's speaking Spanish. And he's just, they all just start cracking up. And they thought it was the funniest thing in the world that I had a bumper that was calling my car the magnificent Civic on this 1990 Civic that was basically rusted through and breaking down. Um just a random occurrence right <laughs> another random occurrence at a gas station so totally. i'm with you um speaking of random my number two is finding random hidden gems you never find if you didn't happen to go down that road and we just talked occurrences like if you weren't at that gas station that guy when that guy was there you never would have that memory same with me right um but i'm talking about the places and we we touched on this in the first episode the difference between like just farting around and, and making fun where you are, but then those random places that you make a point to stop at. And I have a really good example of this, and that is the world's smallest church. Actually, it's called America's smallest church because when I Googled world's smallest church, something else came up. And it's in Darien, Georgia. And we're driving down 95 on this boring road trip to fly. Not boring, but you know, it's a long stretch. And we're like, all right, we're going to make some good time. And you just see a sign that says, World's smallest char- church, this exit, or excuse me, America's smallest church. I'm messing it all up here. Um, and you pull off, and me and my buddy went, and no one was there. And, you know, it was like eight miles off the exit. And we're like, should we keep going? Like, where is this thing? But of course you're going to keep going. You've already made the commitment. And you get out, we're just taking pictures at this church. It's tiny, and we're standing at the pulpit and pretending to give sermons and goofing off. And so the random hidden gems, like the corn cob palace that you mentioned and the ones that you've seen all over the states— I love those. The roadside attractions. The roadside that, attractions. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, along those lines, I guess, you know, I think a lot of that magic can happen off the... I mean, those roadside attractions are oftentimes on major highways, but uh, those hidden gems off highways, you know, where you're like in those in-between roads or those towns. And I, I mean, I was... When you said that example, which is, you know, the hidden gems, I mean, that's, you know, those are the things that can define the road trip in some ways, you know? You're like the unexpected surprise. Um I remember driving the double decker bus, I think, like through Baton. No, it wasn't Baton Rouge, but it was like somewhere deep in like New Orleans, like uh, Louisiana, like in Bayou country where I don't even know. It was like some road that wasn't like super crowded and it wasn't a highway or anything like that, just a two lane road. And just going down, passing through these small towns occasionally, and all of a sudden, like in the middle of nowhere seemingly, there was this I wish I could remember the name of it. There was this we were getting hungry and everything, and we we're like, where are we gonna eat? There was this like crawfish house, and I was like, "Oh, this place looks legit," you know. And there was uh, the the parking lot was overflowing with cars, so we pull in with this big double decker bus, and we go in. Place is packed with locals. Everybody's got bibs on. Everybody's got like the ta- you know how it is down in Louisiana. Everybody's got the tables covered with like the paper, and they're all eat because they just dump a pile of crawfish and like corn and potatoes on the table. And you just kind of go to town. And it was one of the most delicious uh, Louisiana, you know, southern um, food experiences I've ever had. I they
1: loved you because you were rolling up there in a double deck yeah, we, we we were just used of Louisiana. We were just
0: randomly coming in. Like, nobody knew who we were because everybody was there that was pretty much, you know, local or somewhere from a local town nearby. And uh, just one of those hidden gems, you know. Great place. So I love that. Uh, yeah. before we go into number one, do you want to leave, uh, throw out any honorable mentions? I, I have one.
1: Ha- go at it. I mean, the fact that I don't have an honorable mention is very surprising to me.
0: Well, I could, I have multiple, but I'm just going to say one and that's games. I love playing games. And, uh, one of the things I used to do was play disc golf at different places around the country because if you ever play disc golf, there's different courses all over the states. It's free for the most part. I mean, there are, I think, a few random paid courses, but for the most part, it's free. And you just bring your own discs and you play disc golf. It's like golf with a Frisbee and it's a little bit different, but you get to check out different state parks, terrains. I mean, you stop in like, I remember we were on a road trip with my buddies and we like stopped in this bar because they had like, Dollar Micros in Colorado, and they had ping pong tables. We played ping pong for like three hours because it was raining outside. Like just, I played. Uh, my dad and I have a father son Olympics, and when we went on a road trip. We did like different events all around Colorado. So we did a like pool in Telluride, and we did like darts in Salida, and we did all these different bar games stuff like that. So just finding places to play games and, and hang out, I always think that's fun. Of course. Any honorable mentions for you? I've
1: listed out sixteen. 16- And uh, there's a lot more I could talk about, but I'm going to stick to these 16 this time.
0: Okay. Well, should I roll with number one here?
1: Roll with your number one. Without further ado, our number one things we love about road trips, why they rule.
0: This ties it all together, I think. And it's just the freedom of the open road. It's that feeling that you mentioned before, a possibility of adventure that transcends the road trip, really. Like you said, I mean, and this maybe ties in with having the time to think, but this is the the culmination of those thoughts i suppose you know this is what it comes down to and i think the best way to describe what i'm trying to say here with number one is that moment when you're pulling out on a big road trip the car's packed you got your coffee if you drink coffee whatever you're doing you have the whole your
1: indiana popcorn indiana (laughs) like sweet and salty popcorn
0: yeah yeah, i got i usually have sunflower seeds because i like to chew on those you have the whole, the whole thing ahead of you and the endless, limitless possibilities of adventure, of fun, all things that are going to happen and not happen and and could happen. And that feeling is so special, I think, when you're just heading off on the road trip. And I think you can sustain that on a road trip because every day is really like that in many ways. You you know, you you have some stuff planned out and everything, but it's, it's just that feeling. And I again, like we said, that transcends the road trip because that bleeds into, I think, life. And you get really inspired in many ways from a road trip to also do, have more adventures and, and have more ideas of things that are possible in your regular life too. Freedom of the open road, baby. Love it.
1: Yeah, my number one is very much in that same vein. And it's the, the reason I love road trips more than any other reason is that you can have no plans, and that doesn't matter because you have a car, and it kind of allows you to just do whatever you want, whenever you want. And you're limited in with other. I mean, say you can do this as well in Europe. You can hop the trains whenever you want. You can even do it in America, hopping buses and hopping. Places. There's other ways to do it, but with a inherently in a road trip, it's so easy because you have it with you, and you're literally like, I'm gonna get in the car right now and drive, or I'm gonna pull over and stop and do this and see that and you can go anywhere you want and that's you know the freedom of the open road is exactly why I love it and I think I I said you know I was kind of going to give you advice on the way that the best way to do a road trip or the way that you kind of have to do it and all I mean by that is you have to allow yourself to have flexibility I've been on road trips before where it's been just to get between one place and another And I wouldn't even really classify it as a road trip. I mean, I guess tech, you know, we could go into that a little more, but we don't have to. But if you want to do a road trip right in the way we're talking about, give yourself that flexibility. Don't have any destinations, don't have any goals, don't have any time frames. But if you're just saying, I'm going to cover nine hours today and I'm going to cover nine hours tomorrow, nine hours the next day, nine hours you know, and you're just constantly on the road, that can actually really suck because you're then just driving a lot and yeah all this other stuff is great and you know you do have these little spurts of all these little things that we have talked about these other reasons but the flexibility is so key to be able to find those random hidden gems to be able to take some time to actually allow authentic experiences to happen so you know if you're gonna do it my like i said my number one and your number one the freedom of the open road and having no plans and and really just make sure you have the flexibility because all this other stuff then happens the more flexibility you have
0: if it was a mystery and i don't think it was but but if there was any doubt in your mind whatsoever as to if we are fans of the road trip i'm sure we've completely eliminated and totally wiped clean any doubts we love road trips (laughs) no question about it uh and i think we uh should probably just summarize our top eight here Trav, you want to go first yeah, I'll give you my
1: top eight. My number eight was going to new fast food places, Sonic in Manning, South Carolina. Shout out. <laughs> uh, number seven, the the road trip happy hour. Number six, writing notes to cars that you can continue to pass that you continue to pass over <laughs> that, and over that, again. I'm
0: going to give that as the strangest one.
1: Um, that's number be- five. The feeling you get when you cross into a brand new place you've never been before. Number four, kind of on top of that, stopping in random towns that you've heard of before but never been to and what they look like compared to what's in your imagination. Number three is just getting lost in your thoughts while actually driving, like the actual physical act of driving, get lost in your thoughts. Number two is finding random hidden gems you'd never find if you didn't go down that road. And number one is having no plans, the freedom of the open road, and it doesn't matter because you have a car, and that's why road trips rule.
0: (laughs) Right on. I love that list. Number eight for me, the places you sleep, and mostly emphasizing the camping and the nature areas, which I love. Number seven, morning coffee, everything that goes with that. Number six, music, singing out loud, wind, you know, in your hair, all that good stuff. Number five, scenery, sunrises and sunsets. Number four, the people you meet and the people you spend time with. Number three, time to think. Number two, the spontaneity and randomness that comes with uh, everything around a road trip and the, the flexibility that Travis mentioned and number one, freedom of the open road, that feeling and possibility of adventure that also transcends the road trip and bleeds into your regular life. Well, there you have it. The 32
1: reasons why road trips rule and whether you're just dreaming about going on a road trip, whether you're planning a road trip, or whether you're actually on a road trip right now. Don't forget to tweet me at Pack of Peanuts. Let me know your favorite things about a road trip. We've done a lot of podcasts about road trips because we love them. So if you want some more awesomeness in your earbuds about road trips, you can go to episode 178, our awesome road trip playlist where we talk about our favorite music while we're actually on a road trip, what we love uh, putting on, all that kind of stuff. Episode 176, 16 summer road trips around the U.S. that you should be taking and plenty of other ones. So you can get that at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash podcast. Pods. You can also find that on iTunes, on Stitcher. That's where all our podcasts live. If you're going there, you can you can search for the word road trip. You'll see three or four different ones come up, and you can listen to even more goodness about why road trips are awesome and things that we like to do on road trips. Don't forget, if you're looking for the perfect travel backpack, head on over to RatugaBackpacks.com. Use the promo code Epop. And of course, as always, thank you so much for the ongoing support that makes us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. Until next time, happy, free travels.
0: I'll show you very soon. Oh.